We interrupt Rich's holiday to bring you this emergency podcast. Steve, ask me where I am. Where are you, Richie? Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve, can you hear the the seagulls and waves crashing? Uh, I'm I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt and it's open down to the belly button. I've got a necklace made of flowers. I'm drinking from a pineapple with one. Eight tiny umbrellas in it. Kate's over there in the corner of the beach, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Pop goes the metaphor. (laughs) She's got her coconut brand and grass skirt on. And we're just having the just chillest island time. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a second. No, I'm in smelly old London, Steve. (laughs) Stuck in your house. Especially stuck in my smelly house. In smelly London because of this smelly pandemic. Mm, global. Yeah. Had to cut my trip short, Steve. Yeah. It was the wisest thing to do. It was. It Don't was. grab you by the um, lapels and say, damn it, man, get home. Or was it a decision you came to yourselves? Uh, it was um, It was a decision we came to slowly at first, then all at once. Yeah. Because like a week before yeah. you told me you were coming back, you're like, no, it's grand. Yeah, because it was. Yeah, it was. So this is, hold on a second. Let's just... Okay, theme music. I've got a rant coming up, so let's just get the theme music out of the way. So, here's what happened, and I'll keep it brief, because I think everyone's got enough coronavirus downer stuff in their life right now. Especially Richie's holiday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, starting the trip was fine. Everyone was going lovely. We were having a lovely magical time riding a scooter around Northern Highland. Everything was fucking rosy petal. Wasn't it great? Kate's here. How good was it? It was wonderful. It was magical, wasn't it? It was magical. You fell more deeply in love with me than you ever did before. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> there we go. So uh, by any, by every metric, it was a great the pause trip. to make the pauses her thinking about it to confirm that not not any <laughs> doubt. <laughs> so yeah, it was all going good. Uh, but then as time went on. It just like stuff started to close down more and more, like borders started to shut down. It kind of felt like, you know, an inception when the dream starts collapsing around them. They're desperately trying to get out. Felt a little bit like that. Was coming back to London a smart thing? <laughs> Who's to say? But we can't go back to Ireland and infect our parents. So it was our only choice because um, London is a bit of a, a ground zero right now. It's not doing particularly well in terms of sheer numbers. Um, and certainly some of, some of the places we were in had better numbers and were handling a little bit better. But if we were to get sick out there, then, you know, it's a whole bit of a fiasco. If we were to get locked down, to be locked down in a strange city. And that's not the trip that we'd originally signed up for. So for now, sticking a pin in it. We'll go back to it at some point later on in the year, hopefully. And everything will be all right. Did you miss Won't me? It? Won't it? It should be. I hope so. Oh, God. No, it will. Of course it will. There's enough doom and gloom out there. Of course it will. It'll be grand. <laughs> There's enough doom, doom and gloom out there. Let's yeah. just make up stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, of course, I missed you. I missed you like oh, crazy. I didn't want yeah. to ask how you were doing too much because I thought that it would just worry you. Because, oh. <laughs> as you said, things were really bad here before they got anyway bad over there. Yeah. Anyway, look, I'm home. We're safe. We're both feeling okay, pretty much for the most part. Aren't you all right, Kate? No. Oh no. She's bleeding from my bum. She's bleeding from your bum. What? Please cut that out. <laughs> she said I'm bleeding from my bum pause please cut that out we've been together for like nine years you should know me better than this that's staying in that's getting like repeated of anything but anyway we're not going to talk about coronavirus Steve not that much 
No, not that much. We said we were going to do an episode on coronavirus, but every, like it's it's, it's all anyone's talking about. And what are we going to add? I mean, if you want to know more about it, check your national broadcaster, reputable websites. Open your window and just listen, and you'll hear something. <laughs> like yeah. it's well, it's I mean, don't everywhere. do that. Don't do that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to tell people to listen to important things. And, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're trying to reaffirm things. people's like faith in the the institution of journalism. And I'm just like, no, just listen to anyone. Just, you know, share those WhatsApp messages. It's no problem. Yeah, exactly. Don't you Angels know that if you can of coke when it's held upside down, you'll be totally immune from the coronavirus? Wait, really? Did you know that Danny from the Cronus is the one who got it first? No and way. That's why it's called the coronavirus. Ah, I see. I see. I saw yeah. their tweet. I saw their tweet <laughs> where they tweet that Corona the beer going. So lads, what's your plan? Asking for a friend. Great stuff. There's been some great tweets coming out of all this, and that's that's something to hold on yeah, to. Sure. And now it? there's going to be a mediocre podcast. <laughs> Throw it on the pile, lads. So we yeah we were going to talk about coronavirus, but again, that's there's no point. So instead, what we thought we'd do is bring back an old segment that we did for probably three and a half episodes or something before we gave up on Why it. Why do we stop? I don't know. I think, honestly, I think it was we just forgot one week and then that was it. Yeah. You know, this show barely has a basic structure to begin with. Mm. So I think that was just like the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of that's just one too many things to remember. Like, we don't even say our names on this show. I'm Steve. Like, how are we supposed to remember a whole new segment and I'm Richie? <laughs> <laughs> But the segment we're bringing back is what I'm keeping us sane. And we're going to do a special episode where we're just going to spend the whole the whole podcast talking about the stuff that's keeping us sane during our prolonged periods of isolation and social distancing. Neither of us are sick, as far as I know. Neither of us are sick. We're doing fine, but we're doing our part. And hopefully you are too, in terms of, you know, helping, 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 <laughs> helping the happenings. Yeah, to helping to flatten the curve um, by keeping away you see from everyone. There's like the cat standing up, bad because that's the graph of everyone having it at the same time. And then the cat mm. lying down, good. Okay, so we got to flatten that cat, ladies and gentlemen. Just push that cat down. Squ- hashtag squish the cat. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you're doing the same. And if you are doing that and you aren't like us, you're going to be consuming a lot more shit just to maintain your sanity. So we're going to talk about the stuff we're consuming and hopefully give you a few recommendations. You see, you haven't said media, so we could be talking about drugs, alcohol... Anything at all. Hardcore pornography. That's media. It is media. It's all media. Drugs are media. (laughs) (laughs) That's the title of Richie's autobiography. Drugs. Hey, I did a degree in multimedia. You should see my thesis. It's just drugs and media? Question mark. (laughs) By Professor Richard Nolan. They didn't like that I put down Professor. But anyway, do you want to go first? Um, Yeah, I suppose. What stuff have you been consuming? I decided to rekindle something I used to do quite often, which is play the game Civilization online with friends. Ah, now, um, for those who aren't familiar, <coughs> what what is, oh my God, no, is that a cough? No. Yes. But it was a Diet Coke related cough. Mm, okay, let's keep an eye got, on that. Diet COVID-19 related cough. <laughs> diet COVID is the best COVID. If you've got to get any kind of COVID, <laughs> make sure Diet COVID. Yeah, COVID zero is where I'm at. Yeah, but you're more manly. It's just branding. Yeah. So yeah, Civ. Civ, which version? And So first of all, what is it? Civilization is a multiplayer game where you lead a civilization from the dawn of man to the space age. And you decide how you want to win by killing everyone or making them like your stuff. Or mm-hmm. I think there's like religious and diplomatic victories, but I've never gotten that far. Right. <laughs> it's basically like one of the most compared games you can get, but in video game form. It's a very Steve game. It's, it's very on brand for you. Yeah. It's equally a Donal game. Donal of Eurovision fame from this podcast. 
Don't yeah. Mulligan, Professor, Smarty Pants, Friend, Twitter Doctor, Confidant. Oh yeah, Lover. Ooh. <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, his fiance. <laughs> he wouldn't be happy. I didn't say he was my lover. I was just saying he's a lover. <laughs> well, then Gary used to say yes. <laughs> yeah, there was yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, you guys play this game together. Um, we, so you've been getting more into it. Yeah, we used to play Civ Five all the flipping time. And Keen, another mutual friend who I'm sure we've mentioned on the show before, and um, the three of mm-hmm. us would play it like multiple times a week for countless hours. So I was like, huh, mm-hmm. being locked in this in at home with access to this stuff, time to rekindle it. And I'm not very. I mean, you and this, you guys like playing the shooty games. On the PlayStation, yeah, I'm not very good at the, the shooty pew games, pew. so I always bring. I remember playing one shooty game with you yeah. once, I, and I think you gave up 20 minutes yeah. in and left yeah, the I'm call. Not very good at it, and I just feel that I'm letting the team down, and I'm not really having that much fun. But these games, I'm not necessarily good at them either, but I enjoy them more. Right. So we rekindle it, and we also have Jer, famous on the show too, and uh, friend of the show. Surprisingly, Jer brought on a dude called Nick, and I'm like, oh, this guy seems nice. He's from Nick. New Zealand. Nick. Nick, who, yeah, who's Lex's who is, boyfriend. Yeah, because Jared's like, oh, this is Steve. He hosts What on Politics. And Nick goes, uh, oh, yeah, I just listened to them because Lex was on it. And I was like, that could be <laughs> offensive, except, nah. I'll That's take it totally as a fair. That's absolutely yeah. totally fair. I don't know who I wouldn't listen to anything Nick does unless you were on it. <laughs> take that, Nick. Take that, Nick. He's not listening to this. Lex isn't in this episode. So. <laughs> Maybe if we put with Lex Croucher, he'll have to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. We should put them on uh, all our episodes. Well, yeah, every episode is just with Lex Croucher, except the episode that she's in. We just leave <laughs> it um, so, are you? Yeah, is it, how often? Like, how many hours a day are you playing this? Is it a good rate? How should we rate these things? No, you shouldn't rate sanity. <laughs> it's a binary thing. Um, not insane. But yeah, is it a good? Is it a good use of your time? No, of course not. It's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- video games are, are great uses of time. I would argue within re- everything within reason, but. It's a great argument. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's good. It's fun. We started playing last night only for the first time. We got a couple of hours in. Um, and Civ multiplayer is quite laggy and droppy. So we had to restart three times, which is a pain in the hole. Sounds like a fun, good game. <laughs> One would argue. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Richie, get cool. me up with your first thing. My first thing is a show that Kate and I just started watching called Kingdom. Um, have you heard of it? Singaporean. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's, I've been like wanting to watch it, but it's scary. Let me sell you on it now. It is a South Korean period horror series. Uh, it's Netflix's first South Korean production. Um, and it's set in the 16th century and has zombies. Uh, you, how, how do you feel about zombie kind of media? I like in it when it's done well. Right. So this is the best zombie media I have consumed, I think, so you- ever. I haven't consumed a particularly huge amount of it. I'm not a very accurate source for this. Did you ever watch The Walking uh, Dead? Yes, I watched too much of The Walking Dead. I stayed on that train for way too long. Um, and I, I have a couple of comparisons between The Walking Dead and Kingdom. I think as, as to why the Kingdom, Kingdom it is It so appeals to me because I like the idea of using swords instead of just big shooty guns. So that's it. That's one of the, the, th- the strengths it has going for it. Mechanically, Kingdom has is way more befitting of the zombie genre than modern day, you know, Georgia or wherever the Walking Dead is set, um, yeah, I think it's like Atlanta, Georgia is where it first. Yeah, started. because they're near they're near the um, the disease control unit, which is in in the news again for other reasons that we're not allowed to talk about. Yeah, forget about that. Um, but the story of it it follows the story of the Crown Prince Li Chang, uh, whose father the king Why'd you have quotation uh, gets marks? turned into a zombie in the middle of a political coup. You didn't say you didn't. No, he's dead. Let me fit. He's dead at this point. He's a zombie, so it's not sure whether he is the king or not. It's part of the oh, political intrigue. Wow. So, in the middle of this political coup, 
the king is like this zombie who's kind of kept hidden. Oh, it's creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. And then the, the crown prince goes on this big journey to kind of investigate the spread of this mystery zombie plague that's now taking over the southern regions of the, of the kingdom. So no- All the while, the political coup that's happening is like trying to hunt him down and eliminate him so the, the kind of general of the army can take over. So it's this crazy mix of like political intrigue and also just fun zombie slashing Ooh. kind of shit. Um, the reason why like it, it works so much better than The Walking Dead is because one, they're fast moving zombies. So the threat is a lot more immediate and imminent. Whereas in The Walking Dead, they're slow shufflers. So anytime they're caught in like a piece of like, like how are these zombies catching you? Because they're just sh- by, shuffling along. By force. By, by like overwhelming True, Yeah, numbers. but sometimes they'll just be walking through the woods and then there'll just be one on top of them. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, and it's just like, oh, that, that happens so often in The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, Whereas in yeah. this show, they're like, they're ba- they could barely keep on top of this problem. It's like a constant barrage, a tidal wave of like zombies. Um, but like mechanically, there's a nice thing built into it to allow for kind of um, a nice cadence of flow where during the day, the zombies kind of go underground and during night they come out. Oh, that's creepy. So like blood out of the ground. Yeah. So they, they like, they, they, they hate the sun, it turns out. So, you know, the sun rises and then they've got like, you know. Vampire zombies. Basically, the sun rises and then they have just basically the the daytime to try and figure out what the fuck they're going to do before they're overwhelmed again. That's cool. Uh, and also to your point, they don't just have guns, they have swords. And when they do have guns, they're like, they're really long. You got to fill it with uh, gunpowder and dampen it down. And you got one <laughs> shot there. and then you got to redo it again. So it heightens the drama of it. Also, The Walking Dead is constantly just filled with people walking through fucking swampy forests, talking bullshit about oh, how weird a real walking dead and what does it mean to be a human and blah, blah, blah. It's just the same tired metaphors over and over again. In this show, the all of the kind of exposition and, and dialogue is the political intrigue bit and then the action is all the zombie stuff. So it's just, the whole thing is just start to finish really intriguing, really interesting and never really lets up from a political standpoint and from an action standpoint. Season two is just released. Balances them both perfectly. Season two just released. We started watching it this morning. Production values are through the roof. It looks like a movie. Acting's great. Action is wonderful. Yeah, I've, I've not a bad thing to say about it. On a minor sidestep, have you ever listened to the audiobook of World War Z by Max Brooks? I've read the book. I haven't listened to the audiobook. Um, World War Z is probably my favourite of the zombie thingies. The yeah. book is fantastic, but the audiobook is amazing. It's got, I think Max Brooks is the narrator as like the guy who's telling the story of how the war went. Sure. For those who don't know, the, the World War Z, the book is more of like a it's a journalist going around collecting stories and recounting how the world went through the zombie apocalypse. It's not so it's sexy, like, bro- just going on a few holidays. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, it's really good. They got like different actors doing all the different voices. So there's like um, John Turturro and a few other kind of famous voices. Oh man. Probably Nick Offerman because he was in everything as he was before he was famous. Yeah. That's great. It is really good. But also out. a side recommendation for that. Great. Yes, that's Kingdom. So check that out. Oh, also I'll be putting links in the show notes to all of these things. So if people want to check them out, they can. What about video games? Uh, well, I've been playing Animal Crossing. Ah, uh, you're one of them. I, what's what's I, that? A human with a heart? Steve, what you I 100% do not understand the appeal. Of Animal Crossing. I this is my first it. Animal Crossing game to play. Uh, and the timing of it could not be better, to be honest. Oh, Kate's waving. I'm waving back. Kate, what do you think of Kingdom? Shout out your review. Excellent. She said something about her bleeding bum again, so... <laughs> <laughs> um... No, Animal Crossing is like a chill-ass island life simulator where you play a little tiny cartoon creature 
and your job is to just go to this island and slowly build up resources, plant trees, build your house, customize your house, customize your look, capture insects, go fishing. It's like a twee-ass version of The Sims. Um, I really like Stardew Valley. Yeah. So it's got Stardew Valley vibes, different art style, different different kind of mechanics but it's still ultimately like a chill ass simulator game um so it's it's i quite like it because it's quite meditative in the sense that you're not like there's no imminent threat you don't even there's not even a proper pause button so like you just leave down your switch and like go do shit and like there's not going to be like a zombie eating you or you know what i mean like it's just really relaxed pace um so it's a nice counterpoint to what's happening in real life. Zombies. It's yeah, and it's very it's very social. So Afro, our aforementioned friends, Keen and Jer, both got a copy of it. And yesterday, uh, Jer and I went to Keen's Island and just went around just farming his peaches. And I got a shovel and I dug a series of holes that spelled out the word tit inside his house. <laughs> so the game has everything going for it. Um, but you stole his peaches and then vandalized his garden. And you're trying to say there's no threat. There's no, th- there's, I am the threat. <laughs> so <laughs> for me, there's no threat. <laughs> I am the alpha predator, the apex predator <laughs> in the world of uh, Animal Crossing. Ah, okay, maybe I'll watch some demos of it and see if I can get on that as well. Yeah, it's made by Nintendo. It's, they're really well-made games. Um, also, so it's have, apparently um, the timing of it is great because everyone's staying at home, you know, playing video games now. And apparently uh, it sold more copies in its first week than the launch sales of all previous Animal Crossing games combined. I believe it because and this is just in the UK. For two weeks, all anyone was, it was release it early, release it early because it only came out a couple of days ago. Yeah. Came out on Friday. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it was at the top of newsletters unrelated to anything. Just a random line sentence release Animal Crossing early and then they will go on to talk about whatever they were talking about. Probably yeah. a disease. I, because again, people realise it is a per, it's a very good kind of um, salve for what's happening in the world right now. It's literally the opposite of all those things. It's something you can control. It's small. It's achievable. It's happy. It's colourful. Um, so it, it does work really well in the current climate. What happens um, if all the users use it, overwhelm it and like some kingdom code gets into it? And then mm. you have to try and defend your sh- farm by wielding your shovel against the zombie little foxes. I, oof. Part of me wants that. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that little meditative peaceful yeah. island will only go so far. That's it. That's it. Uh, what about you? I've done two things in a row now. What, what else I've been got? doing this one for a while, but it'll probably accelerate now. I've been listening to the West Wing weekly and watching the West Wing again. So this is right. How many times have you watched the West Wing? At I this guess point? I've watched it probably twice before. So this is probably the third time, mm. which is a lot because there's seven seasons. It's a lot of episodes. Yep. But I've met people seven seasons, twenty two episodes a piece. Yeah. I've met people before though. I think even some of them have like twenty five episodes per season. But I've met people that have told me they watch the West Wing like annually. I don't know how you do that. How oh do you have time for that? But anyway, it's really really good. And yeah, the West Wing yeah. Weekly is just a really endearing, lovely way to catch up on each episode as you're doing it and. As they went along, it got more and more successful. So now they have the ability, like when there's a West Wing episode about Gaza, they'll get former Secretary of State, whose job it was to look after Gaza on America's behalf and talk to them. Mm, wow. And then the person goes, I'm a really big fan of your show. Jesus. And they're like, oh, thank you, person that was important and in charge of real things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it recently. I think um, a friend, Rosiana, went to some of their live shows and they had, like, the, M- Martin Sheen was there. Martin Sheen, oh. Michael Sheen. Which one is it? Martin Sheen. Mar- Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen is the Welsh guy. That's it. And uh, Brandon, Brand- Brandon Whitley. Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. <laughs> yeah, big fan of the show. <laughs> did you ever finish watching it? I did. I did finish watching it. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. 
I haven't listened to the podcast though. Um, but yeah, they get they get actors on as well as actual political. They figures. do quite often, yeah. actually. Yeah, they, like it was a big. It was they I think they had Richard Schiff on who played Toby first, and everyone was like, "Wow!" And then as he was recalling it, he started crying because he's a really emotional man, Aww. very sensitive kind of guy, like a real kind of New York actor style yeah. dude. He started, and then now they refer to whenever someone cries on the podcast as shifting. <laughs> I just shift myself <laughs> because it's co-hosted by Joshua Molina, who is an actor who appeared on the show for quite some time. He's the guy also, who replaced um, yeah. Rob Lowe's character. Sam. Yeah, but they kind of they sideline him a bit pretty quickly. They, he's really um, good at the start, and then they kind of make an antagonist out of him. They side him with the vice sorta. president. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was actually in real life friends with the, the co with the creator Aaron Sorkin, who got sacked mm. just after he hired his buddy onto the show oh. because Joshua Molina went for the character of Josh, the one of the, who got Bradley yeah. Whitford. So there's also a running joke that Joshua Molina hates Bradley Whitford. <laughs> So like references him being good, he'd be like, yeah, but you don't really mean that though, do you? <laughs> He's also one of the most famous pranksters in Hollywood apparently as well. Who? Joshua Molina. Oh, really? Yeah. Like everybody that comes on always has some example of when he totally fucked up their day. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they laugh about it, but some of them sound awful. <laughs> <laughs> he killed my wife. <laughs> what? Lol. <laughs> you just been punked. <laughs> Low-key so, yes, auditioning I- to be on punked. Uh, cool. So you're you're you're. How many episodes have they finished it? Because there's a finite number of episodes for. It finished just before Christmas. So I'm I'm in I'm just after finishing season five of both the show and the podcast. Cool. Yeah. Okay, that'll be in the show notes as well if you want to check that out. Uh, I have a podcast as well. I've mentioned it before, but I wanted to bring it back. So I mentioned back when we did uh, what I'm keeping a saying. I mentioned the Adventure Zone. Oh yeah. Um, but. Now that we're doing this longer format, I wanted to bring it back because it means so much to me. Uh, and this is something that I consume once a year. Start to finish. It is. And I'm not exaggerating. Start to finish. Shit. The first um, series, because oh, okay. they have different arcs, story arcs. Oh, wait, no, that's, still only the, that's the only one I listen to. That's really long still. Yeah, 69 episodes. Nice. Um, <laughs> so the, I listen to it once a year. Um, I usually start, if I'm going through an anxious period, I'll start listening to it, um, which actually tells you a lot about my life. <laughs> I have one serious anxious period per year um, in which I start listening to The Adventure Zone. Um, and it is, and I'm, I'm not kind of being hyperbolic when I say this, but it's my favorite fictional story is the first story arc of, um, of The Adventure Zone. Who makes Zone. it? It's a pod, uh, so it's made by the McElroy brothers who are kind of a very prolific bunch of uh, podcasters who happen to be brothers. So they do, My Brother, My Brother and Me is probably the, product they're most famous for it's an improv co- comedy show who else is Sorry. in adventure time adventure, the adventure zone. zone uh it's those brothers the three brothers and their dad best feature so it's like yeah it's 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 they needed they, they needed an extra person and they just brought in their dad and which is great um he doesn't really know what's going on most of the time but he's, he, he's really enthusiastic he doesn't know it but yeah he he loves and he used to be a comic book writer so he gets kind of like story structure and he gets kind of pithy fun dialogue and he, you can kind of see him bring that into it and since the show's success they've actually turned the first series into a graphic series of graphic novels I've seen that released, when I was in New York which is written, last month yeah which, which is written by the three brothers and her dad it's, it's a, the whole thing is very the whole everything surrounding the podcast is very wholesome and the story itself is very lovely and wholesome um, but it was made it was a spin-off of the McElroy brothers main podcast My Brother My Brother and Me which is as I said an improv comedy podcast that takes a, the form of an advice show but um Couple, a few years ago, I think back in 2016, one of the brothers was having a kid, so they wanted to, you know, give him a paternity leave. So they they put a few episodes in the can to release gradually in the main feed. One of the episodes they came up with was, oh, let's just play 
Dungeons and Dragons with our dad. And we'll just, you know, release that as like a fun bonus episode. And it was so funny and it worked so well. Um, their entire fan base called for more. And so they basically just spun it off into a podcast and it became a massive success. Arguably more successful than the original. Yeah, I think at one point in that first season it was, I think they made a joke about it, how it was like overtaking and becoming the new flagship. Um, but Patrick Rothfuss, who we've mentioned before, a uh, famous fantasy author of Name of the Wind and a few other big, huge fantasy epics. Uh, he loves it. He has, made, he has referenced it as one of his favorite um, fantasy stories. And he's written the foreword for um, the Adventures on Graphing Novel as well. Um, so there's some real, like it's a comedy first and foremost, but it's got really good storytelling backbone to it. And it's all wrapped up in this wonderful, like off the cuff, improvised comedy delivery. Yeah. So it just takes a whole bunch of boxes for me and I never get sick of listening to it. Every time I get to finale, I cry. No. Even though I know exactly what's going to happen. Every time I listen to finale, I cry. And what happens? Like I said, it's my fa- it's my favorite story. Oh, nearly got you. Nearly got you. <laughs> <laughs> nearly made you an enemy of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot recommend it off. It's my favorite podcast and it'll be linked in the show notes for people who want to check it out. Start at the very beginning. It might feel a little bit slow at the start because again, they didn't intend it to be its own thing. They're just kind of fucking around. Um, but a few episodes in, yeah. um, it really hits its stride and it just, the, the, the best metaphor for it that Justin McElroy one of the brothers you used to describe it was it's a car that magically just started flying one day. It's like chitty chitty bang bang. They all just got into this car and then it turns out, whoa, this is something <laughs> more magical than we thought. Um, and it really listens that way. So I have another okay. podcast. What do you got? This is one that I didn't think I would enjoy, but I actually enjoy tremendously. Conan Needs a Friend. I have never heard of this. Have you heard of Conan O'Brien? I'm familiar, yes. The tall, lanky, ginger, Irish-American uh, American talk show host of yes. them. Terrible, terrible American format talk show is where so they bad. get someone on that's famous. They talk to them for 15, no, not even 15 minutes, like seven minutes between ad breaks about nothing. Yeah, and like, it's rehearsed. Basically, like they do the interview once yeah. over with a producer. And then... Do they? Do yeah. They? That's that's why they're always so like, all of their little segues and anecdotes, they're all so... Because they, they have like a tight time they need to hit so they can get their ad breaks and shit. So. They're basically just yeah. selling whatever the famous person wants to sell. Yeah. So it's bad. And Conan has been doing that for many years. I think he moved from The Simpsons onto that in the late 90s. But he's, mm. he's only recently decided that he wants to do more things. So he also has a really good Netflix TV show. Um, where he goes around different parts of the world and just says hello to them. And then Mm -hmm. he also has this podcast where the premise is that he doesn't have any friends. So he interviews his famous people that he knows Mm -hmm. and they have to decide if they want to be his friend or not. And it's basically just a long form interview. Yeah. And it starts off with Will Ferrell. They have um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. They have, it's been going for over a year. They have loads and loads of people. The only thing I would put a caveat on is Conan O'Brien is a millionaire who wants more money. So they have a lot of advertising, but they have them really long form ads where they like make jokes and riff on what they're selling as they're doing them. Okay. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I always skip them. It depends. It's hard. That's a hard needle to thread. Like if you can do it well, it makes putting in advertising way better. But if it doesn't work out well, it's just cringy. And they're always selling the same thing, which is never something yeah. that as a person based in Europe, I want to buy, even if I yeah. was interested in buying stuff. Anyway, yeah. look, he's a professional. He needs to make a couple of bucks. So yeah, you know, he's done it better than us. Mm. Although we are getting millions of euros for all these products that we're mentioning. Oh, wait, I mean, I am. I didn't tell Richie about it. Don't tell him. Does it feel like a different version of Conan? 
because podcasts in general are more informal because there's less producers and less kind of like fluff around them. I mean, you talked about the limitations and restrictions of like the the shitty American late night talk show format. Does it feel very different and is it refreshing here in Conan kind of being let loose a little bit more? Yeah, well, I mean, Conan has quite a good personality as they go on those talk show things, um, either because he's been doing it so long or he's just better at it. But he does Mm -hmm. come across very well. He spends a lot of time talking about himself on it, which can be annoying very rarely, but most of the time is pretty endearing. And then it seems to be that they mm-hmm. kind of get warmed up. So I recommend it. And nice. he talks to funny Americans and non-Americans that you wouldn't normally get these out of because it's not something the Americans are that good at doing. Like I never got really into Mark Maron right. or the Nerdist ones or all those other ones. They just don't seem to be as good at getting like good long interviews out of people. What does Herc think? I don't know what that was. That was weird. Mark Maron. <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing it's a, I just have an Irish wolfhound with like large black glasses on it Mark Marin Mark Marin let me tell you about this new product I got I'm going to talk for 90 minutes at someone even though they're really famous and I want to listen to them speaking of Mark Marin I watched this is this is the opposite this is not a thing I'm recommending <laughs> at all but Mark Marin was in a movie I watched last night called um, uh, Spencer Confidential which is on Netflix it's with Mark Wahlberg oh yeah I thought it was going to be like a fun, dumb action wow. movie, because action comedy movie in the vein of like uh, the other guys or something like that. It's so bad. Was it too serious? Like, it's so. It's like so. It's so. It's like the B action movie that they make fun of. A fictional B action movie that they make fun of in like an, a comedy or something. Like you know, like it's like a movie in a movie to illustrate how a, some, an actor's career is going downhill. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They'll star in the shitty generic action movie. It's like that, but it's an actual movie that Netflix made starring Mark Wahlberg and it's fucking terrible. No one look at it, but Mark Maron's in it. So there you go. You do one. I do one. Meditation. I want to talk about meditation. It's something that helps during times like these. And I think, have we talked about it before? I might have talked about it in a previous, what I'm keeping a saying, uh, like the head stuff, not head stuff, headspace app. Um, which is a really good way of getting into meditation for the first time if you've never done it before. And when I say meditation, I, sh- I should um, clarify that. I mean mindfulness meditation. There's a lot of different types of meditation. Um, but the one that I've been practicing and the one that I find particularly beneficial for my anxiety or when I'm going through periods of change, you know, kind of like what we're, we're all going through now, I find mindfulness meditation really, really beneficial. So for people who don't know, mindfulness meditation is about centering and and quietening your mind to focus on the physical feelings and basically living in the in the moment that you're in currently and not letting your mind wander off down anxious kind of avenues of thought or obsessing over certain things it's about quietening your mind focusing on your breath and kind of staying present because the more you can do that the more you can kind of clear out your mind and the more uh, the easier it is to process things and particularly big things um, and it's super, it's pretty straightforward. It's really simple. You just, you can do it for little as 10 minutes a day and it's all very, it's not kind of, you know, esoteric and inaccessible. If you do an app like Headspace, it literally walks you through the steps, which usually involve take some big deep breaths into your nose, out of your mouth, close your eyes, um, listen to what's around you, acknowledge the sounds, then pay attention to your body and then kind of end on just focusing on your breathing. And by following these steps through like a guided meditation with headphones on, you very kind of quickly find this kind of state of calm and there's no like right or wrong way to do it. So from the get go, it's, it's immediately beneficial because again, like I said, there's no wrong way of doing it just by kind of showing up. You're already 
you know, acknowledging um, that you're doing something for yourself from a mental standpoint. It's kind of like, it's, it's basically like a gym for your mind. So you, you could go to the, the mere act of going to the gym and doing a little bit is, you know, better than not going at all. Mm. And you build on that momentum every single day that you meditate. Uh, and there's a reason why I'm bringing it up now um, and why I'm mentioning Headspace in particular. Because even though there's a bunch, like you go on YouTube and find loads of loads of um, guided meditations there, it's 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 pretty accessible. It's but Headspace... Because of that big check I can see right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> the big novelty check. <laughs> As you demand um, to be paid for all things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Headspace, because in the middle of this, the, the COVID-19 outbreak and like a lot of companies are doing um, kind of to try and make things easier for people, um, they, they've made a, pa- a pack free, like a special COVID-19 pack where they've released some of the stuff that's usually behind their paywall nice. um, to everyone so that people can kind of benefit from this meditation at home for free. So there's like a basics pack and there's meditation used for walking while you're at home that you can listen to if you're just walking around the house and a whole bunch of other things that they've opened up for free for the next few weeks and months. So if you do want to get in, now is a good time. And it's a nice way of like either starting your and ending your day and making sure that like your your mind doesn't become really clustered and overwhelmed during, you know, a period like this, which, you know, for a lot of people could be considered quite anxious or anxiety inducing. Yeah, I mean, Headspace didn't invent meditation. No, no, not at <laughs> all. But it's, it's, the, it's mean, the one I use and I have the most yeah, experience Yeah, yeah, no, with. I didn't mean to say that like to be deriding while you're saying it, but like there has been an established part of nearly all major religions yeah, absolutely. Big part of meditation in it. So it clearly has helpful properties. I've never really gotten into it, but that's probably just because I'm not that disciplined and discipline is probably a big. Yeah, it requires a, it requires a bit. Yeah, it requires a lot of just like kind of showing up and then patience, I would say, maybe more so than discipline. Oh, OK, well, then I'm not patient um, either. <laughs> but I, I can't recommend it enough. I yeah, think it's great. I probably should give it a go. I'm starting to get eczema on my hands yeah. and I don't know if it's because it's stress or if because I'm washing my hands. The, not too much the I'm appropriate the same. amount. Yeah, the the I'm getting a lot between my fingers, between my fingies. So you're doing the same thing as me and licking them better? Yeah, that's generally what I've been I doing. I mean, sorry, you so. get someone else to lick them better. Well, yeah, I'm not going to lick my own hands. That's gross. It's gross. It's just yeah. someone on the street, obviously. I usually just stick my hands uh, down my underwear between my crotch and the heat kind of tends to kill most of the bacteria. So. Well, you see, I was just That's what the Who coke. recommends. <laughs> did you hear the best joke about the Who? No. Okay, so did you hear that um, before they had this study... Um, dogs were being quarantined because people weren't sure if they were spreading the disease or not. Oh, okay. But then the World Health Organization released a statement to say, no, it's fine. You may release the dogs. Mm. So do you know what that means? Who? (laughs) (laughs) Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? (laughs) Classic comedy. Comedy gold. (laughs) <laughs> do you do you want to talk about do you have anything else to talk about? Um, uh, yeah, um, I've also been getting back into my favorite author, Terry Pratchett. Oh, Terry, Terry Pratchett. Pratchett. Were you ever able to get into him? Oh yeah, the, the Discworld books. I haven't read all mm. of them, but I've read Guards, Guards, Guards. It's just just two Guards. Watch Guard. No, I read the sequel. Guards, <laughs> Guards. Um, Mort, Mort's Mort. Great. I loved. Mort might have been my favorite. Small. No, actually, sorry. Small. Small gods. Yeah. Yeah, Small Gods was my favorite. Yeah, Small Gods is, is my um, favorite standalone, but I really like the the characters that he uses in Guards, 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 and <laughs> yeah, as they keep they keep on coming back in loads of different yeah. stories, and I really like that. There's actually a TV show made by the BBC that'll be coming out. No way. Yeah, it's like a weird adaptation, though. It's not like exactly in the world or exactly following any of the stories. It's like an inspired mm. by adaptation. Ah, so we should say sorry for those who haven't read Terry Pratchett. This world is like his cinematic Main. universe kind of thing. Yeah, it is. 
a world on a disc on the back of a giant turtle who's flying through space. No, sorry. The, no, the you missed a level. I missed. I missed a level. The, the disc is on the back of four elephants who are on the mm. back of a giant turtle and he's flying through space. Or she, yes. actually. She's, yeah. She. It's funny how um, in that world, the insane people are the ones who think the world is round. Yeah. And, and the sane scientific people are the ones like, no, it's no, flat. It's flat. <laughs> if you come you, you to can't sail off, sail off the edge. Yeah. Yeah, like the North Pole is actually the middle and they call it the hub. Yeah. So the closer you get to the middle, the colder. For reasons that I can't remember, probably magic. Probably magic. <laughs> it's 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 a satire. It was like written as a satire of fantasy, like tongue in cheek silliness, mm. taking the piss out of low things. But as it developed and expanded, it became a world in itself with its own politics structures. And as Terry went on through his writing, he kind of allowed it to develop and modernize, mm-hmm. and he would address loads of big issues like equality and industrialization and mm. uh, feminism and all them different bits, and would like work them into goblins having rights or yeah. uh, dwarves are all o- only ever known as men because they have beards but then there's Cherry Littlebottom who wants to be a female dwarf even though with her beard of course yeah so he brings in loads of different bits like that and yeah it was it is a fantastic series and I spent a lot of time over the last couple of years collecting hardback editions because I used to have all the paperbacks that I collected since I was a teenager mm. and for some ridiculous reason I was like I got a Kindle now I can just get rid of them Mm. regretted it so then I started buying um, the new hardback editions that they've been releasing over the years and it is one of my prized possessions yeah it's a wonderful like as soon as you read the first page you know you're reading a Terry Pratchett book yeah and it's a lovely kind of cozy feeling it's like putting on a comfy pair of trousers uh, when you crack open a Terry Pratchett book because like you, you know oh like I'm in for like a lovely funny read a thoughtful read Pratchett would definitely understand and accept that analogy of a comfy pair, crack, cracking open a comfy pair of trousers. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want to give, like, what's a good book for people to jump in on? Uh, no, not the first two. The first two are usually not that great. Um, Colour of Magic and The Light Fantastic, I think they're called. Um, mm-hmm. Equal Rights is the best book to start with. It's the third book in the series. Brings in one of um, the best characters. I think actually maybe Terry's favourite character, Granny Weatherwax, who's a witch. Um, and she is training a girl who wants to be a wizard, even though girls are not meant to be wizards. So it's just a really mm. good introduction. And yeah, it's one that has, yeah. it's the one that has a proper narrative and isn't just a bunch of random scenes. Yeah. So I would recommend that. Yeah, so jump in there. And if you like it, there's fucking so much to... I think there's over 40 in the main series. Yeah. And then there's like side spin-offs and stuff. Yeah. And that cro- the good omens that he yeah. did with Neil Gaiman, um, which is wonderful as well. Uh, I think that that's that's my entire list. Is that your list? Um, yeah, I wrote down loads of other things. Oh, the one I'm really looking forward to. Do you know what t- tomorrow is? March 24th. Is it uh, Disney Plus Day? No, well, I mean, yeah, but more importantly, what is it within that? Simpsons what? Day. Oh, because all the episodes of Simpsons. All of the episodes of The Simpsons is part of one of the good things about how all companies are turning into Amazon, Disney, Google and Apple. <laughs> one of the good things is that Disney bought Fox, so they um, they weren't going to include The Simpsons on their UK and Ireland releases, but I think they gave in to pressure. And yeah, they are. that would be so silly. And I am really, really, really looking forward to having access to all the classic Simpsons. Yeah, I would pay the similar amount just for a streaming service that was that just gave me access to the full classic Simpsons catalogue. I effectively have. The fact that there's other Disney things in there now is just bonus. I've split it with my housemate who loves Marvel movies because he'll watch them, I guess, and then I'm going to watch them. Beautiful. Yeah, we're getting it tomorrow too as well, so we'll we'll dive in. Um, is that it? I think that's it. That's all the that's stuff. It. Stay that's safe out the, there. That's wash all your the hands. media content. Yeah, wash your hands. What song, what song are you singing when you wash your hands? I was changed. I did uh, uh, Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf for a nice. while there. <laughs>
<laughs> you didn't even rehearse that. You did. That wasn't scripted. That was a genuine answer. That was a genuine answer because um, uh, Nicky Ryan, a friend of ours who works for the journal, put a link to like uh, he, he tweeted out a thing where it's like the BBC saying, "Oh, you know, you can sing God Save the Queen or whatever," <laughs> and he just did a list of like all of the things you can sing instead of God Save the Queen, and one was important. Bad Out of Hell. It's like, oh, that's a great one. Yeah, it's a tune. Do you know so, what words are Bad Out of Hell? I, I so I sing the riffs, and that eats up a lot of time as well. <laughs> So I sing the guitarist and the piano. There's like a do 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 do, like a, a thing where they, they work down the, the scale. So I do that, and usually between those, it's it's I've been in there. Like Bad Out of Hell is a seven minute rock opera, so <laughs> uh, you could do the whole thing if you really want to get clean. What have you been singing? Happy birthday twice, but I always change who I'm singing Happy Boring. Birthday to. Boring. And I sing it out loud. I'm just after remembering you said you were going to talk about going on walks for Hercules because I included Hercules in the art for this well, episode. Hercules he, has appeared in this episode through the force of his own will. Maybe that was him shouting because like you hadn't included him yet. Yeah. I've been going on lots of walks because I do them anyway. <laughs> yeah. But actually that was like, it's, they're a bit stressful at the moment because when you're out and about and you see people, you have to give them distance. Yeah. So, and everyone's having the same idea. We're like, oh, I can't be cooped up inside. I'll go to the park because there's mm, space. And blah. Mm. But like they had to start turning people away from Glen Lock. I heard really, about did that. You hear yeah. that. Yeah. Because everyone had the same idea. So now Glen Lock is like the busiest. It's like a city centre almost. <laughs> Everyone's just gathered around coughing on each other. You see that because like some entrepreneurial Irish guy started selling cans. So There you go. That's all it takes. That's how our country was founded. God, um, Richie, I miss pints. <laughs> I miss pints so much. God, Richie, I miss pints so much. Just, and all this is over. There's going to be an economic boom from everyone just going out and buying pints. I mean, my God, do you, do you think do you think they let those pints free before they shut down the pubs? Did they like? Oh, I hope so. The idea of them cold and alone, trapped there themselves, warm and alone, worse. Or, oh, those poor pints, poor pints. Just one pa- donate one euro a month could save a pint. <laughs> one euro. Where, where are you buying uh, weather spoons in London? Obviously, yeah. <laughs> cheap water down shit. Fagin. Yeah, I'm talking. Them oh good man, fights. the beer was so cheap in Thailand. <sighs> I miss Thailand. It's still there. Why am I here? Smelly old London. Because of responsibility. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go sing "Bad Out of Hell" while oh, crying sure. in the sh- while crying in the shower. <laughs> you feel dirty after just talking to me, but this is social distancing. We're not beside each other, for the record. I'm it's in true, Dublin. Yeah, and I'm in London still. Smelly old London. Still touching. Oh, face. actually, yeah. Sorry, we did at uh, one on politics on Instagram and on uh, Gmail. Oh no, what? We, we we can't tell them to buy us a beer. <laughs> We can, you can buy us a beer still at whatimpolitics.com forward slash beer. We'll buy an offie. We'll just, we just, yeah, we'll, we'll go to an off license or Amazon drone delivered to our houses. Um, Is that an option? Uh, if it's not now, then then when will it be? No, Jeff Bezos just goes around chucking cans into windows. Lads, can. <laughs> uh, if you, if you want to message us, what's keeping you saying that would be great. We'd love to hear. Can, Please tell us yeah, all Yeah, we'd stuff. love to hear email us or uh, uh, tweet us or Instagram us we'd love to hear because we're going to run out of content pretty soon so let us know we're back by the way yeah I guess so supposed to be off on the big fucking break our first ever but no I guess we're back now cranking out content for you guys we got through one repeat episode you had a whole story planned in those um, I didn't plan it Oh no! But when we recorded the rebroadcast, the, we recorded little cold opens for all of them, and we ended up. I wouldn't say a, a story is a strong, inaccurate word. <laughs> there was some, there was some riffing. There was there no se- well, the riffing, but no seven-minute rock opera. No seven-minute rock opera. No. Maybe we'll release someday the the cut of um that's those secret improv tapes. Maybe that could be our next bonus if people buy us a beer. Yeah. Anyway, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Don't die. I'm Steve. 
I'm the other one. Richie. I was looking over old podcast reviews the other day and someone said, uh, like, gave us a five star review saying, uh, Steve's great. I can't, I don't know the other lad. They never mention his name. That's <laughs> what he says. <laughs> yeah, that was me. So, no. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. No, I bet not. Yeah. Not okay, I think that's it. Kate has your, Kate has your bum stuff bleeding yet? Kate says her bum is all good now. There's hope for us all. Please cut that out. <laughs> I'm not cutting it out. <laughs> See you, Steve. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.